0: The road to Osaka series is powered by Mizuno here from Rhys Edwards, Rachel McGuinness, and Julian Spence and other top Australian marathoners in their push to the Osaka marathon on February 25. Now that's six days away. So we are in race week. We're previewing a race and we're reviewing a race. Interesting week. Don't think that's ever happened on the podcast before from the same person. Um, We'll chat about that. Welcome to Rachel. Hello.
1: How are you? I'm good, thanks. How are you?
0: Yeah, I'm good. Reese, how are you? Yeah, good, mate. It's good to be back. Yeah, I did see you yesterday, actually.
2: Mm. I saw you do selling lots of uh, lots of merch and uh, sunglasses and shoes and hats. And uh, you didn't have much stock left on that table at the end of the day.
0: No, it was a good weekend down Port Ferry. It, was, it is a like brilliant spot. You said that it is your favourite town on the Great Ocean Road. Not thought it, I didn't know if you were like trying to stir me up about Anglesey or at the time, but it is a brilliant little town.
2: Yeah. I was 50-50 on it. It's a beautiful town, but I was partly stirring you as well.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's not quite Anglesey, but it's probably the second best town.
2: What's the size difference between them? Do you know?
0: Well, they're about the same population. I think. Mm. And they're the same, like swell in summer to massive amounts. There's probably a little bit more going on in Port Ferry in terms of folk festivals, but we're a bit closer to Mm. Melbourne. So we probably get more weekend traffic, I'm going to say. I was speaking to the Mm. coffee guy. He reckons they're busy every single day down there. Really? Even midweek. Midweek through winter, they're busy all the time. So it's a popular place. Yeah, popular. I have
2: i have one issue with port fairy did you taste their water oh fucking hell oh, <laughs> that,
0: what is rock so that was foul there's something in their pipes yeah. or
1: what it's, it's apparently because it's bore, like bored from the earth so it it's like the taste of i guess like the rocks and stuff that it comes through oh. instead of, it, so is it's town
2: like, water ball water
1: yeah that's what oh. someone told me because we were there a couple of weeks ago for a wedding and that's what someone said
0: it, it was so bad i could barely like even with electrolyte tablets you could taste like it would come through the the taste even like your cup of tea at night you could you could taste it in your tea yeah jimmy yeah. jimmy was staying with us he went and bought like massive bottles of water for the house and it was a great oh, idea really? yeah.
2: yeah i uh, left some in my yeti just to sip on it today just to reminisce Oh, that
0: would have been a nasty shock. (laughs) There was, did you, I don't know if you noticed, but there was a representative from the, uh, I don't know whether, Moyn Water, whatever the, like, water supplier is, and they had that um, water trailer with the um, bubblers and the taps and everything. Yeah, I didn't uh, try that. Nah, well, you wouldn't. (laughs) I went (laughs) up, I I had a chat with her at the end. I couldn't bring myself to ask why the water was so bad because it was like. Her baby. Um, oh, true. Anyway, yeah. uh, we'll get into you and your glory later. But mm. Rach, any glory for you this week?
1: Quite the opposite. Uh, well, small glory well. in that I was able to move into a cam boot instead of crutches. So that's a small win. Not quite you as good go. as winning, the last one, but hey ho.
2: How long are you a in a cam boot for?
1: Well, my sports doctor said, um, he originally said like two to three weeks of crutches in Kambu, but I, saw, I worked at a soccer game with him last week, and he was like, no, I said four, and I was like, no, you definitely said two to three, so um, huh. I don't know, I'm gonna, just going to see, I'll probably just keep it on at least until we leave, which is Wednesday. And
2: just like the, he had, You're taking it to Japan with
1: you? Well, I don't really fancy bringing it with me because Wednesday's like a write-off for walking anyway. So I kind of consider that like another day of non-weight-bearing because we're just on the flight all day. So I'm like, oh, could I, could I just push like out to then and then maybe just go back to walking, like weight-bearing on Thursday?
0: Yeah, that would be pretty painful, especially because it's pissing rain. Like, oh, well, yeah. it's probably going to be a bit wet. You're going to have wet yeah. roads and stuff. Surely it's not good on that.
1: Yeah. And just because I know I'd be getting rid of it in like at least five or six days, and then it just takes up so much room in your suitcase. I just don't want to be like carrying it around everywhere because like, we're traveling for a little bit after.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be painful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cross training this week.
1: Yeah. I've just, um, just doing swimming and stationary bike. Um, and then I guess when I get back to like walking on it, I'll probably consider adding an elliptical again. But because we're traveling, I'm just going to, like, if we stay in a hotel that has a gym, I'll maybe use it, but I'm not going to, like, worry about trying to continually mm. cross train.
0: Yeah, mm. that could get hard, actually, Japan. Mm. Don't reckon there's a lot of, like, 24-hour gyms there. I could be wrong. Mm. Maybe there is. Maybe there mm. isn't. Mm. Um, what, do your, what do your swim sessions look like, Rachel? Are you
2: doing sessions in the water?
1: No, uh, I could. I mean, how- I could. But, like, I'd struggle to do that on my own. Um, so I just, I just go and swim, like, a couple of k. But
2: so you're just swimming like straight or you just have a rest whenever
1: yeah i usually rest every four or five hundred meters so mm. yeah, just do you like know five, take a swim, rest.
2: swimming has to be like the most boring sport in the entire world yeah, right? yeah. the yeah. only i swear to god the only way to make it interesting is to somehow do like some sort of session in the water you have yeah. to break it up
1: yeah i just do, I don't know, do I don't you want know my favorite yeah go on share, share your tips my
2: my favorite swim session is depends on what times you're coming in but say you do four by 50 meters yep two, 2 by 100 mm-hmm. 200 two by 100 four by 50 and you have mm-hmm. it so like say if I did it I'd do it on back in the day it might be like a minute 30 minute minute 30 is what you'd leave on the Say mm. hundred sixty on Anyway, you, you come in so you have about fifteen seconds rest, and you get one k over and done with like that.
1: That's a very small session, though.
0: Oh, so then you do it twice.
1: Yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it may,
0: it's it's actually really hard when you're doing intensity in the pool because it's like you you're missing oxygen and your head's underwater, and so you're like gasping for air, and you feel like if you take the wrong breath, you're
1: going to drown. Yeah. I'm just really limited insane. by I fatigue a lot quicker swimming than I do running. So, like, both bo- like in terms of boredom and, like, my form, I think, fatigue's a bit just because I haven't done it properly for years. So, mm. yeah, it's not not that exciting.
2: Yeah. Uh, how um, far can you go underwater?
1: Like, Whoa, how far can I swim? I'm here in <laughs> a challenge coming up. Uh, <laughs> I like this.
2: You failed no, the I chin-up know, challenge, so. i
1: a couple of K, like. I could probably swim a few K without stopping if I like really wanted to, I stop usually for like 15, 20 seconds every 500 meters just to have some water. But like, I could, yeah, I could probably easily swim for an hour continuously, but I'm not super quick anymore.
0: Oh, I think he said underwater. Yeah. Well, I underwater.
1: Sorry. sorry. Yeah. Uh, I could probably, I reckon I could maybe as in just doing a start. So just where you push off and do like butterfly kick.
2: Yeah. Um, well, you can do any kick when you're underwater. 20,
1: maybe 30 metres, I don't know.
2: 30 metres, that's good. Yeah. That is I could do. Good.
1: I could definitely do a whole 25-metre pool because most of the ones in the UK are, yeah, are 25 metres and I used to be able to, yeah, pretty much get to the end just off a start on that, yeah. All right, okay. Well, I'll do it maybe. Oh, I probably don't have time actually. Maybe you swim in a 50 or a 25? Yes, yeah, so 50 here, yeah.
0: 50, okay. So you'll see the lines on the bottom. So you'll get an idea yeah. where you start from. Yeah, yeah. And then can I dive?
1: Can... Am I allowed to dive?
0: Nah, no, diving. Uh, nah, no diving. No, no diving. But you can... You get know, maybe guys. not,
1: thanks. I'm basing that off of diving.
2: Just don't have a shallow water blackout on us.
1: <laughs> if I could just black out for like the next four weeks until this repeat scan and then...
0: <laughs> <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, we might as well talk about Reese's win yesterday because I saw it in person. As like mm. you see my name there, Greatness. I reckon I was watching. The witness oh, um, greatness. <laughs> <laughs> you should see him in this town. He oh, get in. out. No, the cameras were there. He had the news crew. He <laughs> had half of Port Ferry like doting on him. Um it was it was really like uh I mean it was a spectacle. It was just it was seeing a, a celebrity in, in his own environment, almost like influencer-like down there. Mm-hmm. And that was even before he ran. So this It's, should it's imagine... a very
1: influencer thing to do—to run like two marathons in two weeks. Oh
0: yeah, big time! Like scream's it's,
1: influencer.
0: It scream's attention-seeking. <laughs> um,
2: you two have had this lined up, haven't you? Before this, <laughs> we well, a... haven't,
0: but I like it. Um, he <laughs> even—I don't know if you noticed—but he started posting on Instagram, and he puts in his yeah. um, training weeks now. Um, oh so, yeah, <laughs> He's done a he's done like a little um, must be like an online course for influencers. Oh yeah. So a little bit more attention. Have a look at me time, and that's good for brands when yeah. the attention's on him, because he's still I think I heard that he's talking to a few big companies actually. Mizuno, like, mm-hmm. are they gonna? Is he the new Morgan Mitchell now?
1: Oh yeah, could be.
0: Do you uh, think he's got the? Do you think he's got the firepower as same as Morgan? No, you were full of it. <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was all right, Reese. You take it away because you're down here. No, let's do your week. Let's do your week, first. I, Give want him to a week know, first. I want to know what a bloke like you does in race week of the week before a race. And then race
2: another week, race. the week before. A race. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so pretty similar to uh, the weeks before. So Monday, I did 17 kilometers uh, easy. Tuesday, I did a session, so I did 8 by one k with 60 seconds rest on Tuesday. Um, I just run, run to there for, for my warm-up. Alan wanted it, who's on the bike, Al, he wanted it um, composed and, and controlled this week, so he kind of didn't want me to go much below three, so we just pretty much ran them all about three-minute K pace. Um, so he's coaching
0: you then. That's coaching instructions, right? right there?
2: Yeah. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, he's so he's probably not very impressed with what happened at Port Ferry, but beyond that, I'd say he probably has been coaching me and been very proud of how I've been going. And he's got me to where I, like, without a doubt, this is the fittest I've ever probably been in my entire life. And it is, you know, thanks to him and the other boys. Um, Did he voice his disapproval of, yeah, I was going to ask you, say, um, so before the weekend, he was like he was never keen on it. And then he, before it, he's just like, just as e- he never gave a figure, a number, but it was just as easy as possible. You can get it done in whatever it is, just as slow as as slow as you can get it done in.
0: It was kind
1: well,
2: of you
0: de- him you
1: insinuating. Definitely you, didn't do that. Yeah, didn't you yeah. beat the next person by six minutes?
2: And we'll will get. Yeah. We'll there. I got a few okay.
0: questions on that too, Rachel. I got a few <laughs> questions on that. <laughs>
2: Uh, so yeah, so Tuesday session 8x1k, I think we started at 3s. The last couple might have been 257, but just felt really controlled and really good. Um, Wednesday, did 19k, easy jog. Uh, Thursday, I did a 25-minute tempo. That was just by myself. Um, didn't have a bike or anything like that. And I ran that at 3.11 pace for 25 minutes. And... I was really happy with that. I think before Melbourne, if I did that sort of session, I was probably, for that sort of effort, I was probably looking at 315s um, average. So um, after a whole day of work and, you know, I was really happy to run 311s there. It didn't feel that taxing. So I was really, really encouraged by a Thursday session. Um, do you, do then you when, finish
0: that just feeling super easy?
2: Yeah, like it just doesn't, like I just literally jog home i don't stop or anything like that like i jog down there i don't i don't do strides i don't do drills i don't do anything i just get straight into the te- i like do a little jog straight into the tempo and then just jog straight home um just it, it doesn't feel taxing at all mm-hmm. um, and then friday was the day we were traveling down to port fairy so i could only sneak in a uh 8k run home I had to kind of come home directly because we didn't want to get down there too late so Friday was 8k easy jog and then Saturday I did 11k 11.6k in the morning and the 8k jog in the afternoon so then that leads us to um Sunday so I've already done about 100k's or 101k's or something leading into Sunday and then that's when I've done Port Ferry Marathon can I give a little bit of background story of how this all came about before really? I absolutely yeah. get burnt to shreds. <laughs> so firstly, I know the, the audience, the people listening, there's a clear divide now that has been formed and you've got half of the audience are kind of, this guy is an absolute moron and they'd love to see me fail in Osaka to be like, yeah, we knew it's not possible. And then you've got the other side of the audience listening going, this guy's a complete and utter mad dog. I hope he just goes there and blitzes Osaka. So I I understand there's that complete divide. So the reason for Port Ferry and how this all came about is back maybe in September, so in September, long weekend last year, um, my wife and I, we travelled down to Port Ferry and did the park run. And then after I've won Melbourne Marathon, they've contacted me, a few of the guys I've met down there, And they said, would you be interested in coming to Port Ferry, helping us, being a bit of an ambassador? It's a small town. They run the event to try and make money for their primary school. Um, I was brought up in small towns in northern New South Wales, so it's something that is actually quite close to me. So I agreed to doing this. And then it was probably a few weeks later, a month later, Mizuno, I had this opportunity to come up with Mizuno. And... You know, it's a, it was a phenomenal opportunity with Mizuno and I couldn't really say no to, to not take up that opportunity. But being the sort of person I am, I can't turn my back on like a small community and I'm a man of my word. So I've agreed to do the Mizuno thing, but at the same time thought, you know, I can't turn my back on Port Ferry. And I'm happy I haven't turned my back on Port Ferry because it's all going to be okay.
1: I was going to say, will all you say right. that at the finish line next
2: week? It is, it is all going to be okay. So that's how this all came about. It wasn't like I'm – I don't want to come across like I'm some arrogant dick that's been like, yeah, I can run a marathon the week before, and then and this is how it's all come about. And all right, without a doubt, it's going to – Let
0: me jump in for a second. Firstly, there is definitely some of us out there who think that you're a total moron who also want to see you run well in a soccer <laughs> – there is a middle ground here, like it's not, it's not a total polar divide. Um, yeah. I know there's some in either camp for sure, but there's a middle ground too. Secondly, the sub story ain't working about the small town, and I'm from the Like you could have gone down and had a lovely weekend and been a great ambassador, but so continue on.
2: Okay, yeah. So that's anyway. So I've come down to Port Ferry. On, on the Sunday and being the sort of person I am, I feel like, you know, I have to run reasonable anyway. So there's a local down there. He was quite keen, Jason Day was quite keen to kind of potentially push the sub 220 barrier. So we um, we swapped turns for the first 18 kilometers, just one K each. Um, and then at the 18 kilometer marker, it's just a little bit of a tougher part of the course, a little bit up and down, a little bit windy. And he um, slipped off the back of me there. But I was still just running the pace that he wanted. So I kind of just like, oh, I'll just keep this going. So yeah, we went through halfway in a tick over 70 minutes. Is that right, Miss?
0: 70 oh eight, I saw. And you'd had I reckon you got probably twenty five seconds on him by then.
2: Yeah. So seventy. Were there minutes
0: words and... exchanged exchange when he dropped back?
2: No, there was no words ex- exchanged. I was no, it was kind of like because I felt like I was still just running the same pace, and I don't think he wanted to slow me down. And then I didn't if I dropped back to him and we weren't running kind of his goal pace anyway. I didn't know if that defeated the purpose. So there was no words exchanged.
0: That I reckon um, that's the point right there. That's the point mm. in time where your run becomes stupider. Yeah, um, you, could, yeah. you didn't yeah. have yeah. to do that. <laughs> you could have run with yeah. the man like the whole purpose of running that fast was to help him and then mm. he, like mm. you're not helping him at all but like totally burying him
2: i didn't totally
0: bury him i was well oh, you
2: did running, you beat him by six running, minutes running the targeted pace well um, but you were there to help him
1: if you're the sole yeah. pacer and you're running that pace for this one person and they drop off like if yeah if there was a pacer in, like, an elite marathon and they were told you've got this job to pace this one person, like mm. if Jules was pacing Ellie or something for a marathon and Ellie gets to, like, 30K and says, oh, I'm actually struggling, Jules isn't going to say, oh, well, this is the target pace, just carry on with me. Like,
0: What about 8K? You reckon dump it at 8K? <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, get out of town.
2: It's not, it's not <laughs> like we're trying to get into the Olympics here. It's a port fairy marathon. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Wait, like, no, all right, continue. Sorry, I'm
2: interrupting. Okay, you. and That's brilliant, yeah, please. brilliant recap, yeah. So, then, yeah, from I'm feeling quite good at this point, you look good and then too, I, you look mm, good. So, then I've run to 30 K's, and I've thought to myself at 30 K, do I troll everyone and run 219 right now? <laughs> Could this be the ultimate alpha moon if I <laughs> Just keep running like I am right now, and go and run two nineteen. How, how many people will that annoy? And then, I, and then I ran past my wife, and she said, "You are an imbecile. What are you doing? Slow down. Switch off. This is ridiculous." And um, I listened to her, and the, so then I. I I just took all the intensity out of it, which but then I was still running like quite well. I think I was still running like three thirties, maybe just under three thirties. But I kind of took any form of intensity out of it, and I think at that point, if I ran three thirty or three forty-five or three fifty, it all would have felt pretty similar. Um, But there was no, so I don't want to. There was no point in that race where I felt like I was really like suffering, or I didn't take anything emotionally. Like all I've done throughout this entire. Marathon is build a really healthy and positive relationship with the marathon, for the marathon distance. So I feel like I'm stronger for it.
0: What about the undeniable damage that you do to Mm -hmm. your cellular structures doing that one week before the race?
2: So like the inflammatory cycle is up to six days long and it's seven days out. So I'm sweet.
0: So you'll be fully recovered after six days re- after a marathon.
2: Let me fully recover. So, but, okay, I've run a marathon distance, but I haven't run, like, high intensity over that distance. So I've run, I've been doing some sessions that could be 25 kilometres of volume at 308 pace, 307 pace. So yeah, you've run I've it only- at
0: probably 95% of, of uh, pace. We just, yeah, that, what that, that is. Let me so just do
2: like the, the first 32 Ks is at like 318, 319 pace, but then that last 10 Ks is at 330 pace. I've been running every single one of my long runs this entire block or for the last two years at like 330 pace. Yeah, and I and I recover fine within a week of that every single time. All right,
0: well, let's. I, I mean, you, I'm
2: you, not saying it's ideal, but I'm telling everyone right now it'll have zero impact on Osaka. Zero impact zero percent chance. If oh. if I have a if I have a bad run at Osaka, like it's because of my pacing strategy. It's got nothing to do with Port Fairy.
0: So Reese, okay. If this has zero impact on Osaka, why don't you do it every uh, every marathon that you train for?
2: Well, if I go and run a PB, I
0: will. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's fair, but. Rachel, come in we, here. You're an, so you're you, a, would you recommend you're an
1: it to others? Like yeah. it? Like, I say this plays out for you. Would you say to like your friends or like your training group? Oh, look, you know, ne- your next marathon, you should do a ninety-five percent tempo forty-two a week before.
2: If if they think it would be positive 42K? for their for their race, well, I'm not encouraged, coach, but if they think it would be positive for their experience and it's something that they were interested in doing, they wanted to take the risk, then.
0: Why not? There is a, this like spectrum of reward and risk mm. and you're playing <laughs> way <laughs> down one end of it. <laughs> so the
2: the thing that's the most frustrating about this situation, right, is if I run 2.12, everyone's going to be like, oh, you could have run 2.11 or 2.10 yeah. high."
0: I'm going to I- say that.
2: Yeah, so the only way to prove all of you... Wrong. If I go and run 210, you cannot say I'll run 209 because 210 is out of my skin. So no, if I, I go and run 210, if I, if I run 210 of the soccer, you can le- legit be like Port Fairy.
0: That's like he, he did it. There is no possible circumstance arise next weekend that convinces me that was a good idea. Mm. <laughs> Not a single possible one. Not a single possible one. Really?
2: Oh. Do you think
1: it's in any way, like, has any benefit apart from, like, the philanthropic stuff? Like, is there any part of it that you think is going to benefit you for next week?
2: I think, like, from a physical point of view, no. Like, there's no benefit there. I think, actually, like, the emotional side of it. Like, I just ran a marathon on the weekend and, like, it was, like, I had a great experience. There wasn't any suffering involved. Like, I'm going into this next marathon being, like, Marathons, like I can run a 2.22 and not even suffer. So if I was to go out at 65, you know, worst case scenario, if I can run that to 20, 25 kilometers. I've got 15K of suffering. Like I know I can run a mar- finish a marathon. So um, I think I've just built like a really healthy relationship around the marathon where um, I can just go out aggressively. I know you have good marathons, bad marathons. Like I'm just willing to risk risk it more now because there's always another marathon.
0: What point in the race did you see your wife? What it? must mark? be 30,
2: 30, maybe 32, 33K or something like that.
0: Okay, yeah. Because I'm like, this actually presents to me like you're blown up. Uh,
2: and that's We're the sort, sort of Yeah, sticks. of course. Yeah. I thought you'd have a go at me, but yeah, typical regressive run. <laughs> yeah. And so that would, so at 30Ks, I'm like, do I troll him and go 219 just so he can't say, oh, yeah, typical regressive run? He's blown up. Hmm. But That's, I was like, put put my ego aside and thought, no, like just tap it in. You know, the big ones next week. You'll you'll prove them all wrong.
0: When I blow up at thirty five next week, I'll I'll say, oh, is this the point where I troll Reese and run two ten? <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> nah, I won't do that to him.
0: I'll just cruise
2: home. <laughs> uh yeah, like the. And so that's the thing. I could look like an absolute fool next week, and everyone will blame it on Port Fairy. But if I have a bad run in Osaka, it's gotten. I am not blaming Port Fairy. It's not Port Fairy to be blamed because so I'm turning up. My body's fine. Like I've just done 14 and a half Ks at 428. It's like, I feel perfectly fine. I sent a video to Moose of me running downstairs. Like, I feel perfectly fine. Like The only way Osaka goes bad is if I just have a bad pacing strategy something happens and I get sick beforehand, but like it's port ferry will not be the reason why I have a bad if I have a bad race.
1: Your immunity does go down after a marathon though. So
2: but it's not a
0: full (laughs) pelt marathon. All right, let's move on. Yeah. You run 143 Ks. Yeah. That's a down week. At least that's side of it's tapering. Yeah, I'm ready now. The taper begins now. I'm chilled. That, you'd go back up again this week, wouldn't you? Um, I will talk about the taper. I will talk about your strategies and like, and we'll discuss that. It's a good lesson. to question come through. Um, oh, you mentioned getting sick. I got sick mm. last week, so my my training wasn't very good this week. I I had a um, cold develop. I'm going to say it was like it was on um, Tuesday. So I felt really good Monday. This was actually kind of disappointing to me because on um, on Monday, I woke up and ran twice. I felt like really quite good. Body was good. Um, I, I don't know. I just felt like I was there. I felt like I'd made it to the taper and the, everything was going real well. So Yeah, I ran with Ali in the morning, 8K. And then I ran in the Arvo, 8K. uh, And then that next morning, I woke up and I had to go to Melbourne. And I'd noticed Pia's been having this like snotty nose and that's never good. And it's it's like real runny, like you're nonstop runny, you know, like always having to use a tissue. I thought there's a fairly high chance I'm going to get this. And Tuesday... Got up, went for a jog, felt okay, drove to Melbourne. And then on the way in, nose starts running. And then through the meetings mm. that I was having, was like just holding a tissue to it. My throat got sore. I was like, fuck, this is it. Uh, so I, I luckily I'd noticed that she'd come good like 24 hours later, her nose stopped running. And so I thought, mm. beauty, it's a short term thing. And it has been a short-term thing, but it still knocked my session. So I didn't do the session on Wednesday. That Tuesday, Arvo, I didn't double. Uh, On Wednesday, I was supposed to do a workout. I didn't do one. I had the day off work. I jogged that afternoon. Legs felt great, but body no good. Um, Then the next morning, I decided to get out and I would do a shortened, like a smaller workout. Just to kind of, I was real antsy about how I was. How the flu, like how it was affecting me for training. I, sometimes I get sick and I can train fine. I can run through without a problem. So I, I went out and did an adjusted session of what I had planned for the Wednesday. So I did just did this around home as well, which is a lot slower course to run on. Uh, I just I went two and a half k at marathonish pace. So it was like I don't know three 18s, 317s, three and then 90 second jog. Then I did four, five by minute hard minute jog. So that was about three minute K pace. And then I did one and a half K at marathon pace and that was around about 3,15s. And mm-hmm. it felt okay while I was running, but I was sweating a lot. Do you mm-hmm. Rachel, good question for you. Is there a reason I would be sweating more when I was sick?
1: Mm, only if you had a illness that caused like a fever. That's something that. Yeah. But you, you wouldn't be well enough really. Also just re, your body's working harder because it's having to fight off an infection and exercise at the same time. So.
0: Mm. Would it be like, could it be from um, having like a higher core temperature or something from being ill? I don't know. I was trying yeah, to work
1: it out. Be if you had like a fever, I guess you could be running mm. a, like a low grade fever. That's not sick enough to like stop you from exercising. Um,
0: yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I, I shouldn't have been exercising too. Yeah, maybe. But I was just like pouring sweat and it was a really like, it wasn't, it was 11 degrees and I was pouring mm-hmm. sweat and I was thought this probably ain't good, mm-hmm. but I felt fine. Like I wasn't tired. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. I, I, I had the the Arvo off as well. Like I went to work and stuff, but I had the Arvo off. But you jogging. don't read into them. You don't read into the paces of
2: these sort of sessions this close to the marathon. You, uh, what do you mean? Read into it. Like, finds like, it you're not going to. Yeah. That's what, like, it doesn't like you, say that two and a half K marathon patient or really worried how
0: that's not when yeah. I'm sick and not when I'm running around my house here. Yeah. Like it's not a, Yeah, I don't don't hit workouts around here to the pace of like what I normally do. And I was kind of ill, so I knew what was going on. Uh, I did jog the next day, so that was Friday, had a run, went to work, knocked off early, picked up Pia from daycare early and got in the car and drove down to Port Ferry, which lovely place, two and a half hours, She was a dream in the car. It was actually quite enjoyable. Got to listen to my music the whole way, which no uh, wiggles a real treat. Yeah. Somehow got through that. She had about 15 dolls lined up in the back. Turns out that I've got a doll daughter, um, which isn't as bad as it sounds. It means that she could occupy herself pretty well. (laughs) Jogged around town. Absolutely fucking on one like felt amazing. Just checking out the bit of the course checking out some surf. Uh, it's a really epic place, Port Ferry, like that exposed coastline along the um, Ocean Drive, I think it's called. That I, I loved it down there. Reminded me kind of like of some down south type area. Well, it is down south, but... Um, like Tassie. Yeah, Tassie and even like um, the Gradish and Road Coast a bit further back, like the bits between Apollo Bay and, and Lorne. Like some, not, not the township area, but the actual coast, like the reefs and stuff. Mm. Uh, I did a session the next morning, so before we went to work down at the expo, I I jogged four k, and then I um, did this little session three by three k with a two minute jog. So on paper, I had four by three k, but you'll this is going to seem ridiculous, but I thought that's probably too much a week out. <laughs> And I dropped it back to three by three K. Uh, so I was pretty happy with that decision. Um maybe I'm soft. I don't know. we have to get some we'll have to get like a, an opinion from the crowd on that one. Uh I, I went out too hard, so I ran three I ran a bit too quick on these, but they're only three K. I found like again, really found the, the difference between three. 14 and 317 and notice the mm-hmm. change in my effort. So I'm, I'm going to sort of take note of that when when I uh, get to Osaka, the first sort yeah. of 20k at least, I'm going to make sure that I'm not stupid about that. Uh, yeah. The the laps, I think it was about three, I'm going to say like 314. And then 315. And then at the end, it was a bit too quick, maybe 312.
2: So you started out at
0: 306 in that last one. Yeah, you know why? Check out the map, straight past Parkrun. I went past <laughs> the park. Oh. And if you look at the time, the time, like mm. literally it was probably 7.55 when I did that rep. I was, I was it was insane. Because that's up and down. That's a little yeah, bit I up know. and down through there I as know. well. I know, I've gone too hard. Uh, but, gee, there was a lot of people around and I would have looked good rolling through there. <laughs> <laughs> um so that was the run and it wasn't like that was my saturday morning and then we were so busy like we just be, it's busy those expos it's not a real expo or anything but we have a table set up 2000 people do this event nearly i think they had mm. nearly 2000 anyway so it's mm. it's actually a massive event in a smaller town which ha- like is a really cool thing and mm. a lot of Former customers, current customers, and hopefully future customers like come up and we chat, we talk through like the Morton Gels that we had there, the on shoes and everything else. So you kind of like yeah, in a store you might serve ten people a day, maybe each. You you get to sit down with them, the conversations are a lot more relaxed and slower. Whereas at the these events, you have like probably 200 micro interactions and you are Mm. fried from that. Um, Mm. I'm not a super social type person that can handle that. So for me, at the end of the day, I am zapped. I like that. I got to sit down, like I'm cooked, um, and do that two days in a row of, of, of that like drains me. So I've been fucked today on this Monday. I probably wouldn't do Mm. it again um yeah it's cool to watch the race though like we had a tent set up on the sunday where we got down and saw everyone come through halfway point uh seeing a lot of people go out too hard and noticing that it's good for next week to Mm. to see what happened like you and jason um and and (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah this this is why i should have negative slipped. yeah yeah you should have trolled me you should have told me because all I'm seeing is a bloke who went out too hard, 30K, blew up. Um, and no, it was fun. We packed up, we got home late Sunday, Arvo. I didn't run that much, but I ha- I got through this sickness all right. So I, I'm still a little bit, I'm actually really interested in some some of Rachel's thoughts on this. So I'm like I don't have a runny nose, but I still feel a bit congested and a bit like sinusy. And yeah. when I'm run, I get a bit in the chest. How do yeah. I get rid of this?
1: Are you bringing anything up? Coughing anything? Just up?
0: like a little bit of green stuff. Oh, I know you're not. I you, you?
1: If you think it's sinus infection, you can get antibiotics for it. But it's probably more like it's far more likely to be viral than bacterial, anyway. So I just leave it. It'll probably like settle. Best thing you do is just like sleep, eat, drink. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What about
0: those cold fluid tablets?
1: Yeah, you can take them. I mean, they just contain a decongestant and paracetamol. So.
0: Is that decongestion? I was thinking that could have been causing me to sweat more for some reason. Would that could that have mm-hmm. that effect?
1: Not sure. I'd have to look it up.
0: Is there any problem taking that on the day of a race? Like uh, there's you
1: know, there's um two that have a very close name and one is banned.
0: Uh, oh, the pseudoephedrine.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I don't have no. that one. I got that. I got that over there. I just buy it in the shelves. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So just in case you get pulled up for drug testing. Oh, I'm not going to be getting
0: pulled up. If you got something else if you got something else that's illegal, I'll be I could take that. No problem.
2: Yeah.
0: Is there like um, tell me some things that I could take. What would you be taking right now?
1: To be honest, I'd probably just take vitamin C and the zinc is pretty much the only like thing that has been shown in like low level amounts of data to improve like immunity. I would usually take zinc and vitamin C in the run up to like a big race, like a marathon anyway. But probably I take nuts. vitamin C because I take iron supplements. So I take that with my iron supplements anyway. So mm-hmm. the, um, yeah. just it... hygiene, all that usual stuff to just not pick up anything. That's about as much as you can do. Yeah. The
0: flight's a worry, isn't it? For that yeah. stuff.
1: Have you got an N95? I'd probably wear an N95 mask, you know, the proper big ones. Oh, on, yeah. On.
0: Yeah. oh yeah. I'll get one of them for sure. Yeah. That's a good idea. Would you just put it on as you get on the plane, leave it on?
1: Yeah, probably, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah, just bring my own hand sanitizer. That's about as much as you can do, really. Yeah. And just hope you're not sitting next to someone that's, like, spluttering.
0: Oh, I, I know, agree. You're
1: also in business class. Sorry, I forgot.
0: Yes, I <laughs> Very am. Nice. Own area. I told you, I, did I tell you, I fucked that up?
1: You gonna well, business class. The, of the monthly, so I heard, yeah, that you're going oh, yeah. to tra- yeah, yeah. transfer
0: in Taiwan. <laughs> so I, I found these real cheap, frequent flyer flights, business reese, And um, <laughs> I'm like, well, I go through Taiwan, but the flight time's not that different. It's kind of the same as going to Cairns and then Osaka. We just go to yeah. Taiwan and then across to Tokyo. So I thought, yeah, I'll, I'll take them business for this. It was like the equivalent of probably, I don't know, two grand or something. And yeah. so I thought, yeah, easy, done. And then I realized that you get off in Taiwan and you have to go to another airport.
2: No. Another... Yeah. you have to go so through border security.
0: You have to go through customs. Then you have to get in a taxi. It's an hour drive. Then you have to get go to the other airport and then you go through customs and have to do it all over again. So Did you get a visa. Oh Jesus, I hope not. That would really fuck <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. me. Maybe don't check that.
0: Yeah. yeah oh my check. god. I I haven't even thought you could, about yeah, that.
1: You leave in the airport then if you need a bit, yeah.
0: Surely the airline would tell me that I would need that.
1: Oh, so it's all nah. booked through an airline.
0: It's booked through one uh, I booked through yeah, the but, frequent uh, flyer programme.
1: But in, um, I know if you transfer through the states, you still need to get like that. I um, can't mm. remember what it's called that special oh, okay. visa, even if you're just transferring to another country.
0: I'll be googling that after this. Yeah. Um, mm. yeah. So that was a bit of a balls up. Um, and then they just fly out tomorrow night? Don't you? Tomorrow night. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. But then the hotel emailed saying, "Well, we have works going on next door." It'll know. only affect you from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. Um so that's Well in the
1: evening. In the evening. Now, surely, they've,
0: oh.
2: surely they've got that wrong.
0: No, no, that's it. It's overnight works. So um just wanted to give you a heads up. <laughs> so we've canceled that hotel, book a different one.
1: Okay.
0: But yeah, no, it's it's a like I feel I feel better about this week <laughs> at the back end. Um <laughs> Hey, the Mizuno Wave Sky 7 is a high-cushion high daily trainer that provides runners with a smooth underfoot feeling. As other trainers become stiffer and more aggressive underfoot, the Wave Sky 7's traditional geometry provides runners with a soft and protective ride suited for all your easy jogging through the week. That's a shoe you work in, Rhys, and run in?
2: Yeah, that's my daily commute shoe plus workday shoe. Um, it's a very traditional feeling shoe. It doesn't have that, you know, that modern day soft, it's got enough of that but
0: not too much where it feels like it's durable. Yeah, you don't want things. It, uh, funnily enough, I read this and I thought of you where it says, as, as other trainers become stiffer, and I just thought back to your chat last week about um, the erection of the penis that oh. you mentioned. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was brave of you to talk about your issues. I thought that was really
2: brave. And then Zach has bloody cropped out. There's like misinformation. He's cut the exact bit where it just has me say, what is it, of personal experience?
0: I'm like, he cut out the rest of it. it No, it's like we need more men like you to talk about that. Um, (laughs) How about we get into some listener questions that I've got interest in? Um, Not so much the ones I don't have interest in. We'll skip them. Just very quickly, you had Sunday off running and you did 72 Ks. Is that correct? Is that it? 72? Damn. Aggressive taper for me. Did did you have Sunday off running? Yeah, I did. It was too busy. So we were were down there like five, six o'clock setting up and then Mm. I didn't get home until right before dinner and then it was all over for me. Like I was cooked. Yeah. And what, like... Taper time now. We're good. Mm. Not much you can do now to get you fitter. All right, let me pull up some questions. <laughs> for we got some good ones. I got about 50 asking what the fuck Reese was doing on Sunday, but we'll skip them because I think we've covered it. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Some people, but you know,
2: Melbourne Marathon's going to come around in October this year. You know what everyone's going to be doing? They're going to be searching for a marathon the week before. So if you're in it to invent organizations, or you, look for the week before Melbourne Marathon. You have an influx of people.
0: Do you like one of the signs of a good influencer is thinking that people like really look up to them and they actually can influence? <laughs> I'm not sure you're oh, there yet. You <laughs> um, Question here. How would you each rate these build ups versus previous ones? Rachel, obviously we know your answer.
1: <laughs>
0: a little light on. <laughs> <One. A> little... <laughs> uh, Reese, before your downhill marathon and Hamburg, how do you rate this? Hamburg, Firstly, it Hamburg right?
2: It's Rotterdam, and it also it <laughs> wasn't a downhill marathon. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and they're, they're different countries. So I yeah, apologize very, to all the European listeners level. for this uncultured <laughs> moron on the other screen.
0: <laughs> they're very similar places where, like, the tier below the big ones, Rotterdam. Mm. You know, they oh, get- so Kelvin
2: Kelvin Kipton, rest in peace. It was going to go break the world record at Rotterdam. So you reckon that's a tier below just because it hasn't got world marathon major status? You reckon it's a tier below?
0: Well, yes, because it has about. Thirty thousand people less than everyone, like than the main ones.
2: What What about Paris? How, what's the participation rate of Paris compared below. to world
0: majors? A few below.
2: Is it isn't Paris? I thought
0: Paris was like the fourth most participated marathon in the world. Yeah, you run hmm. on cobblestones though, and yeah. no one, yeah, no the... one like Kipchoge did it. I think as his first one, but then after you that, maybe on, not you run so. on well, cobblestones yeah, did. through
2: the rocks at the Sydney Marathon as well. You know, I mean, they're trying to become a world major.
1: That's probably a couple of tears below. (laughs) Mm,
2: That'll be a tear up
0: next year. Next year, tear up.
2: up. up. Um, (laughs) What was the original question? I can't even remember now.
0: How do you rate your build up? Like sitting here five days, six days out.
2: Um, It's the best build up I've had since two thousand twenty-one. So before I ran Rotterdam Marathon. So Rotterdam Marathon, I went to altitude. Um, I I kind of I had twelve week. European travel so we did eight weeks of traveling around like every three days was somewhere new but then the four weeks out we we went to altitude Um, and that's when I ran my marathon and that was probably my best build, where nothing went wrong didn't have an injury just hit my sessions and I would say Like this is your famous last words, right? Like I probably have hit every session how I want to and I have no complaints going into this marathon,
0: so yeah, famous last words. All right. right, um, I've This is certainly hasn't been as fast as other builds, like the same sessions, but I've got through them all really well. And I've had some hard sessions that I've been proud of how I've worked through the hard stages. So that's always a nice feeling um, to have a few of those in the back pocket. It's been good to have a group. Like I do all the same sessions as Ali. So the focus really hasn't been on me at all like mm-hmm. in every workout i go off and do my thing but then the group is hanging out with ali so the mm-hmm. it's like really not much focus or attention and my my energy is caught up in what she's doing as well so i'm sort of just there ticking them off and and there's way less expectation and energy around um what i'm doing in terms of my build on paper like the actual stats sorry it, just
2: just very quickly, I remember Lake Bwa when you ran your 214 and you're watching Ellie on the TV run nagoya when I'm not, not sure what time
0: did she run that day uh she ran her PB so it was 226 and yeah so I you
2: you're,
0: yeah so I, I, think you're taking, I think you're taking a
2: similar approach where you, you could tell how you 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 were visually so pumped for her that morning and it just kind of went into your race like you could tell just watching her how much that meant to you so you could be doing like a similar approach here where yeah she already
1: finished when you had Nagoya already finished by the time you
0: I'm gonna say it was half an hour before the start all the um managers were were sitting in the like it was the athletes and the managers in this room because it was raining and they had Nagoya on the tv and so we were watching and the managers were quite excited because they're like athletes would come in and the Italian girl she ran the Italian record and they're the manager was there, and then right. I was like just sitting around with him, watching what was going on. And then um, Ali obviously come through, and I'm like, "Fuck, she's done it!" And all the yeah. like, I wasn't nervous at all. Like there was, it was yeah. celebrating. It was like now yeah. you go run and you don't have to worry. It's like the weight's yeah. off your shoulders. Like was How really are you going to
1: um, manage coaching her into like this race this weekend, with it being such an important race for her, and at the same time focus on your own race of you?
0: yeah she's pretty experienced now she doesn't need a lot of like attention during the week she's been she's been places I haven't and she's she's had a lot of pressure on her for for events in the past like um, the Olympics World Cross so I don't think she needs a lot of hand-holding which is good Uh, Mm -hmm. probably just not probably one of the good better things is trying to keep maybe a little bit of keep people away from her that, um, can, cause she's very not, she's no good at saying no to stuff. She just yeah. kind of says yes to everything. And I reckon she gets like, gets a bit overwhelmed and people take advantage of that with her. Like they'll be hammering her for stuff and messaging her and like expecting like big, um, chats and, oh, come and run with me the day before here or whatever. So probably me just like taking, stopping her from doing mm. that shit. Mm-hmm. Um, And then like, I think it is insane how fit she is right now. Like she's hit workouts. You wouldn't think that if like you approach a marathon block and you're like, we're going to do similar training, we'll just make it a bit faster. Like it doesn't work like that. But she Mm -hmm. came in and we did that. And she managed to pull pretty much every workout off with the exception of a couple. And I think it's because she hit this level of fitness that allowed her to do that. So do
1: you think that's gonna change the way that you approach coaching athletes in the future?
0: Uh no, I think it's been yeah. dangerous and I mm. think there's maybe been some overreaching, and um I, I don't think so. Like I I've been nervous doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it was a bit of a take a risk mm. because there's no there's no second chances kind of for it. There's no point going in with this and and trying to run 225 and run a pb uh no one's going to be really stoked with that yeah. so i i think like the thing about the marathon is that everything needs to line up for it to go well you can't have like a heavy patch of rain come through when mm. you are when everything's so on the edge of whether you can do it or not when yeah. you're like on this sort of knife edge tipping point if you have one or two, um, one or two things, just push you slightly off the edge, it'll fall over. So this, certain things need to go right. She's done everything she can. Um, oh, good. Next question. Right, just quickly, uh, you were about
2: to hit up kind of your paces and how you feel everything went for your, oh, yeah. your so marathon meal.
0: I haven't done enough mileage to be really confident this time around. I Think mm. running 130 140 K maximum probably leaves me a bit short compared to what I've done in the past. Can so I, I tell you a story? Okay, I'll, just yeah, very go. quickly. Story Sorry, time. I'm butting in. Please, please, I'm
2: in. story time race. So, one of my good mates, Kiwi Calamudi, ran 130 to 140 Ks for 10 weeks and he ran a 211 debut. Huh. Well, there is. Running, yeah, 130 a to 100, running 130 to 140K weeks doesn't stop you from running what you, like what you really, you just got to have confidence in it, mate. You're fit. Was that a lot for him
0: at the time?
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's the highest mileage he's ever done, yeah. Yeah, okay. Because this is me taking a big step down in mileage. Um, <laughs> but I am just so happy to be able to pull off a, a marathon block and, and do things that I didn't think that I'd be able to do again so cool. i feel like everything's a yeah, win so, from here on
1: because like realistically it's not like out of expectation that you could run like a 216 say if you yeah, like went back a year or two did you think you would be getting within a couple of minutes of your kind of pb shape oh no nah, no nah, um, no
0: way that's why yeah. this is like my knee is like you look at it mri of my knee and you you guys would be going you you can't do that like your, your knee doesn't shouldn't mechanically work well enough to run. Um so every every time that I finish a week, I think this is a bonus right now, especially mm-hmm. these big marathon days. Mm. So don't waste it, mate. Yeah. Don't,
2: yeah. No, you, I, you are you are in two fifteen shape at least.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just gotta trust yourself. I, I disagree yourself. with you. I disagree with you. I know what three fifteen feels like.
2: Yeah, sixty eight halfway, and then do your do your
0: negative split in you go. I'm going to move on to the next question. <laughs> Would so? He's, where is he's it? thinking about it, everyone? No, I've got it here. It's it isn't actually on this. It's not written down here. But I want to know nutrition wise. How do you approach race week, Rach? Do you do you have a, a strategy, a, like a formula for hitting the right amount of carbohydrates?
1: Yeah. Um... So I'll, yeah, for my, I'll usually start carb loading a couple of days out. Um, and like I aim for usually certain targets. It, and like, for me, it feels like um, it's almost like impossible to eat the amount that I should mm-hmm. be. Like, I feel like I'm getting really like stuffed towards the end of that couple of days. Um, but a lot, like a lot of it, I'll use like drink mixes. So like sugary drinks, juice, drink mixes to like get on top of that. I can't actually, there is like a certain, I can't remember it off the top of my head, but a certain number of grams of carbs per like kilo that you should aim for across the like day. 12 to
0: 15. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, it's a fairly high amount, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll yeah, try and do that. And yeah, I'd really try and go heavy on that. And then I try and, I probably try and get more on fueling for race day. I try and go to the higher end of like drink mixes and gels and carbs. Um, because like a bit like what Gemma said last week, try and take on more because I ten, tend to get that kind of like um, flavor fatigue or like saturation towards the end of the race. And like when I did Valencia, like I, I was really struggling with the consistency of gels. I found um, even during that build, actually, once I started to doing, doing my tempos into the kind of the 330s, um, I was really struggling to just swallow like the, the viscosity of the gels. I remember doing Valencia and like running through one bit where there was clearly like some restaurant making Spanish omelette, and the air was like thick with the smell of eggs. And you, when you're trying to get down a gel, and it's like an egg yolk, like like a raw egg, I was just like, oh. So I kind of go a bit harder at the start to try and mm. try and front load.
2: Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, th- can Rhys? you do that, but can you can you load early on? Can you?
1: Well, yeah, I just do it so that you can, so in theory, it's supposed to like increase obviously the amount that you've got stored, but like it's probably in reality, you're not really going to absorb that much because your gut has a limit of how much it can absorb whilst you're exercising. And, uh, mm. yeah, mm.
0: I, th- I think you want to be ahead of the curve though, yeah. in terms of, um, depletion. So you, there's no point waiting till you get depleted. Then you start trying to yeah. supplement. But I'm mm. um, I'm interested in your thoughts, Reese, because you you don't really like tradi- have traditional scientific beliefs on stuff. So t- talk to me about nutrition. Well, I've never I'm not a dietitian,
2: and I've never had dietetics advice from this, and I've never really looked into it. So I would not take anything that I say as a uh, as knowledge to do it again, Um <laughs> uh, so on Fridays, I eat a bit more. I, um, I go down to my local grocery store and just buy a lot of Powerades or and Gatorades or whatever's half price. I buy whatever's the cheapest <laughs> and I, um, and I, I probably, yeah, on Friday, I might have like, I don't know, three liters of sports drink or something like that. And then, um, that's a lot and. And then I just will eat more as well. So like I'll take maybe three sandwiches to work. Or if I'm out, I might just eat. I just eat more. And then I buy like like maybe two packets of lollies. I have like two packets of lollies on Friday as well. Um, I just eat heaps of sugar. And then Saturday I'll wake up. I'll get straight into that like lollies and more Powerade. And I'll try and put down about another three liters of Powerade before lunchtime. And then... By the time lunchtime strikes, I ease off my carbo-loading. I kind of just have like a light dinner at like 5 p.m. and that's it. And then I just wake up and have quite a small breakfast
0: and where I go. Mm. Right. So you, yeah, you really ease off yeah. then after lunch.
2: Yeah, yeah I don't, I've, I don't know if it's something, to, I just don't like to feel too bloated going into it and I'm literally, I, I don't know, I, it, there's nothing scientific behind it. Like I wouldn't take this as good advice. I'm just someone that, how, like, I feel like if I, I can't eat, like, heaps of rice, or, I don't, I'm not a big pasta person, so I just find drinks and lollies and, like, waffles and just pure sugar. I've got a sweet tooth, I just use them. Yeah. What
1: would you have on the morning of? What's your go-to breakfast? Uh,
2: I'm pretty easy. It's, like, it depends where I am, but, like, say Port Fair, I just had two, you know, like, those waffles that you can put in the toaster? I just had mm. two two waffles with some peanut butter and that's it um yeah or like a lot of other marathons if I can't find those sort
0: of waffles might have like a bagel um, and some peanut butter or something like that what about in Japan they don't have like toasters in the room I oh, so
2: half the places you stay in, I never have a toaster so I just eat like a bagel or some bread I'll just find something and it's yeah. more to settle my stomach by the by the morning of I don't really care that much as long as I can have a coffee I'm pretty yeah. sweet
0: what about during the race? You're going to have access to personal drinks. So what will you put in um, each drink? Um, I don't know if I'm going to use personal. I don't know if I'm I'm going to put them
2: out, but I don't know if I'm going to touch them. Why? Um, I think I'm just going to carry
0: gels and just take gels. How are you going to carry um, gels? You, those Mizuno my, shorts have no pockets. In my two hands. You're going to carry... Well, or how many gels? Six. I think there are five. Uh, Five
2: gels in in my hands. Correct. There's there's nothing, nothing better than when like you get to the point where you've got no more gels in your hand. You feel like you can just hit the gas. Um, So, um, the reason for like, I don't. I've had Morton for my last few marathons. The the liquid, and I just don't know how well it sat. So I will put Morton out. And if I was going to have Morton, I reckon I'd do Morton the first one for maybe the first half of the race. And then after that, I reckon I would just definitely be on gels. I just feel like gels sit better for me later on in the race.
0: Um, Mechanically, though, like when you get tired, do you have a harder time opening the gel, like getting it down?
2: Yeah. So on the weekend, I was practicing with the gels I was using the soccer and they they don't spill so you feel like you can crack them open and you can so it's those precision hydration ones you feel like you can crack them open and they don't spill so you feel like you can just run normally with them and then bringing them up yes they're a bit harder to get out of the packaging but still not that hard so um whereas previously you know how you crack a gel open and then if you don't get your mouth to it straight away you lose half of it so Mm. um i'm a fan of that and i just um the reason why i'm Thing I'm not carrying them is I just don't like the anxiety around um, drink stations and bottles, and just I think it's a waste of energy to be nervous about something like that that's out of your control. And like I've carried gels in my hand, like every race I've done, even like Rotterdam, that I've always carried at least two gels in my hands just to like calm my own nerves. So
1: yeah, I carried all my gels at Valencia because I didn't get what in questions. your hands. Yeah, and no, I put them in my sports bra. Oh
0: yeah, there's ladies. Sports bras that have pockets in them. Did you have one of them?
1: No, I got oh. a lot of change. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Can cut you off a bit. Same with yeah. like, I was, I think I put, I'm going to wear those Mizuno shorts, Reese. And yeah, they don't have pockets, But I think you reckon, I reckon you can tuck them in. They're so tight. Probably tuck it. Yeah, that,
2: of I reckon that's a good idea. Yeah. You'd hate to get a lost butt, right, and you're there trying to reach down. Yeah. yeah like
1: highly compressive, super shorts. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah.
0: There's – I'm going to use the bottles because I'm not – there's no way I could carry gels like that for a whole marathon in my hand. So mm-hmm. I'm going to put – I'm just going to tape a gel to um, my bottle and have water in it, and I'm going to have a couple of, like, liquid precision – like the precision drink mix – I use pure yeah. gels. The pure gels are like the best flavor for me. I actually really like them and I have trouble carrying drinks and I hate drinking on the go. So the pure gel I can get down in nearly one or two like takes, mm. the whole gel, and yeah. and so I don't ever have to really run with it. Um, and I, I know what you mean about the anxiety at the tables. It's, yeah, mm. it's like it it. it especially if we're like we're around the women that's even worse because there could be 10 women paces like yeah it it just it's a bit of a nightmare and they're all shout at you like especially the african women japanese women don't shout at you the africans shout at you uh yeah it's yeah and in terms of the carb load one thing that i like kind of start doing is is having fiber but in that day before, so the, mm. the the carb load's not too different from you, Rachel. I don't think maybe mm. really similar, like in terms of um, increasing how much I eat. But I just get rid of the stuff that I don't really need to be mm. healthy at that point, like vegetables. Yeah, like, I don't yeah, need at any that vegetables. Point. Yeah, or fruit, yeah. Um, yeah. or even meat. To be honest, like I don't really yeah. need a big chunk of meat the the day before. Yeah. So. I've, I, it's fucking incredible how much food you really do need to eat that can actually take, like, you can use to your benefit. Mm. Um, I don't think people understand, like, the, the size of the meals that you, you're eating 24 hours out. It is huge.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
2: I, I enjoy the first, I don't know about you guys, but I enjoy the first maybe half a day of a carbo load and then you quickly hit a wall and you're
0: like, oh, this is actually pretty hard. Yeah, It's gross. It, mm. it's probably problematic like uh, if you do push it past your comfort zone mm. probably end up with a negative effect like in terms of your mental state yes. of, of feeling depressed because you're eating so much and you're feeling like like uh, just gross in general yeah
2: do you um I always like these sort of events where you see the African runners and what the, how how much they pile up their plates at these sort of... Say you go to Singapore Marathon and, you know, not, no exaggeration at the morning buffet, they might have like 10 bread rolls piled up like a volcano and they literally just sit there and just eat bread and then they'll go back and get a bowl of pasta and it's just endless. The amount of food they eat and then they have their
0: black coffee and put six tablespoons of sugar in it and it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the other thing. Like I had a, I've had had a couple of carb loads written for me and I've seen a few written for... um Alley, and one of the things was like get a coffee but put two sugars in it have yeah. cereal yeah. but put sugar on top and sugar, um, yeah. yeah and then if you're eating breakfast cereal have a toast with honey as well it's just yeah. like
1: that's what well, I do generally day to day to get my calorie intake up because I i don't have a bit massive sweet tooth but since all this like nutrition stuff like so now like every morning I cover my cereal in honey which I don't enjoy but I just do really? it to get all, yeah. all Oh, yeah,
0: I that'd
1: don't, be amazing. What cereal do you roll with? I'll go for like what they called here rice ricicles? Is that what they call? Right, oh like no, rice, rice bubbles. And, um, rice bubbles. No, just, yeah, that's it. Um, rice
0: bubbles. Mm. Yeah. Snacks. Tiny Snack little like. puffs of rice. They're yeah. terrible.
1: Why? <laughs> There's
0: no flavour <laughs> to them. Yeah. Or
1: well, top of them in honey now.
2: Because? No, you need to get some crunchy nuts. Crunchy, what,
1: nut
0: corn what what yeah, crunchy
2: nut cornflakes. Yeah, crunchy nut cornflakes. Oh, I could eat that like candy. That's my no, that that's my candy. special treat. That is it my is. special treat. When I go to yeah, when I see that half price and I go <laughs> grocery shopping and you get one special treat, that's my special treat.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, What's you yours, just, mate? I eat just right.
2: Oh, of course you do.
0: Of course you do. It's like
1: that's the it's
0: 45 to 65 year old ladies eating. Yeah, like the (laughs) Um,
1: brown, like brown
2: that's if you're having like digestive problems, you know, your bowels aren't (laughs) moving quite as you want. That's all brand.
0: That's all brand. (laughs) (laughs) But there is there is one (laughs) that I'm not allowed to have anymore because it costs too much. But Brie buys like the Carmen's gluten-free cereal. Oh Oh, god, Mm. that's some good stuff. But it's like $8.50 a box, and I have a massive bowl. And it's half a mm. box gone in one bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. now she buys me this cheap shit and it's nowhere near as good. And in the end, Pia just picks all the sultanas out, which is the best bit. And so yeah. I this <laughs> <Yeah. a> terrible, <laughs> terrible meal. I need mm. to find a good cereal, but I don't want like a sugar one like yours or I don't want mm. a flavourless one like yours. So mm. got What be if you
2: combined better. a couple together? Yes. So...
0: That's what my yeah. old man used to do. Every morning, he'd go half a bowl of all Allbrand and he'd put cornflakes on top, and that was there actually go. a good shout. That was pretty and a nice. bit of
2: sugar on that. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. All right. Go. Good. Yeah. No, this is. I'm going to have to go shopping when we get back. <laughs> um, I've, I reckon I want to go to bed now. We're in race week. We have to get sleep. Rach, you're probably saving lives tomorrow or tonight. No, because we
1: fly on Wednesday morning so I'm just packing and sorting out last bits tomorrow
0: oh you're done oh. too yeah Who, so yeah okay that's fun um oh, so you're not working tomorrow
1: no you done oh. we leave um we have to leave here about that's five thirty, six o'clock um Wednesday morning so we're doing a day oh. flight throughout the day
0: oh, well no that doesn't a plane leave at six
1: no no a plane leaves at eight, So
0: oh. okay yeah, right. I think there's a plane that leaves at six because you're doing the Jet star to Cairns and the Cross? No, right? no, I'm
1: on the oh. cafe, the one to Hong Kong and then.
0: Yep, gotcha. Okay. Um, right. And then you're on the, what are you, Reese? You're going to Cairns and across? No, I'm on the Midnight Express. We're going out at,
2: uh, I think it's maybe quarter to one in the morning on Wednesday night, Thursday morning. Oh, yeah. Um, and we go via Hong Kong. And then to Osaka.
0: So, are you guys traveling with the Mizuno crew? Uh,
1: I, I believe
0: uh, I am. I think, I think Rachel is going like, think,
2: a,
1: yeah, different. A,
2: you know, a different flight. But I think the mm. Sam from Mizuno, what? I think, is
0: on my flight. Yeah. You guys staying at the same hotel? Yeah. Yeah. What What hotel is it?
1: Hotel It Shinmachi.
0: Hot- <laughs> hmm. Oh, is it, yeah.
1: Hotel.it.
0: Is it in downtown, like city centre?
1: I, I think so. It's yeah. not very close to the race Star. I looked up the other day. Like, I assume they'll be doing a shuttle bus or something, so.
0: Yeah, it's probably the same one they stayed last year. It's a good little hotel. Yeah, um, yeah you do catch a shuttle down there, though,
1: mm-hmm.
0: which is normal, I guess. Yeah. Um, take warm clothes because yeah. they like to do photo shoots and it's, It's like you get there early to take advantage of the sun Mm -hmm. coming up. So Mm -hmm. we were down there at least two hours prior to the race starting last year and it was fucking freezing.
1: Take some coins for the
0: coffee machine too. There's like, you know, the vending machines that punch out some hot coffees. That's a good shout. Yeah, take something like that. Yeah, very good shout. And I'll see you guys most likely oh the race meeting? i guess you don't go to the race <laughs> meeting rachel you won't need to go there
1: Nah, probably not
0: <laughs> no reese will go because he um he'll get some pictures for his social media he's the, uh, the star <laughs>
1: athlete on the on the list because we've got sent all the mizuno athletes that are going he's ah. got you've got the seed time i think
0: who else is going any like famous other famous influences
1: no, Reese is definitely the biggest.
0: Oh, yeah. get Alfred! <laughs>
1: yeah. Especially now that he's got the Port uh, Fairy uh, Marathon champ to add to his resume.
0: Let me look how many followers he's got. I actually <laughs> have. An, um, a must I must follow you, Reese. Only recently, a thousand, one thousand eight hundred and sixty-seven, and he's put in. Um, where is this? He's put in the bio oh. his Strava link to his Strava because that's, yeah. yeah. no, that's where because, he gets his main
2: account up. like real realistic, <laughs> <main> account. realistically realistically <laughs> like if you're gonna follow me and actually want to know what I'm doing Strava's where you want to follow mm-hmm. me not
0: on Instagram yeah, no I don't know there's some good stuff on here I'm going back <sighs> Yeah. You just I know that one of going to
1: appear on uh, Julian Strava attached to one of his runs tomorrow. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <Wow>. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> I've just started. This is the start of the rat. – I'm at the very top of the rabbit hole. <laughs> mm, I'm going <laughs> to send,
2: send my people to investigate you, mate. I'm going to find some dirt mm. on you and I'm going to start posting that
0: everywhere on my Strava. Yeah, there's a bit down there too. Yeah. All right. Well, we will do a recap next week, I think, when we're all back in Australia because I don't want to do this when I'm away. That'd be a bit shit. Um, yeah. So we'll do it when we're all back. And we might call up some guests to give their race experience as well on the review yeah, show. It's so it's not yeah. just um, drowning, race drowning his sorrows after he blows up. Oh,
2: mate, I'll tell you what, I'm going to light the town on fire after I run a PB and then I suck. Beers on me, mate. It's going to be a good night.
0: Just don't count your chickens too early, big boy. <laughs> I'm rooting for you, but don't count them. All right. See you over right. there. All right, we'll Catches. Season. Catch I've got one more to go. The Inside Running Podcast Road to Osaka series is powered by Mizuno, committed to making marathoners faster for now and the future.